0: universe is, is concealed within you, that's all our talking, Then on a common. Also on this one, a timeless reality and the book in on a common, that this entire creation is existing where? What's the Dr. Seuss book, who, who, who hears a who? All the… all these examples Allah showed us growing up, all of this creation is where? It's just Allah threw it out somewhere and just it's a random location or all of this creation must be contained in something. So, alhamdulillah Allah gave us our usool and our our fiqr and laws that everything is in La ilaha illallah Muhammadun Rasulullah And La ilaha illallah is clear, it says, don't look here because there's nothing but Allah. So, then La Ilallah is the power, La ilaha illallah is the power and Allah put all of creation in Muhammadun Rasulullah Wasallam. So imagine all the galaxies all the universes, everything created known and unknown to us is in Muhammadun Rasulullah in a location, right? Nobody builds a building and puts a wall on one side, puts a window on another side, puts a driveway in another place, it's only one place Allah made this creation. And its vastness and size is nothing could be understood. So, when we understand that, that everything in creation is inside this ocean called Muhammadun Rasulullah and then within you, you're from that ocean. So you're like a drop that Allah put only a little bit of your drop, took it out and threw it into your body. But the greater part of your drop is always in the ocean of Muhammadun Rasulullah So then when you get to know yourself, you're supposed to get to know yourself in life. Then you'll know your Lord, you'll know that which governs you. So inside yourself Allah says, look, you have your own universe, you have your heart, which is your sun, it's the center of your being, if they take your heart out you're dead. You have your head which is your moon which has your brain and your operation and then you have all your your internal organs and and the essential organs for the functioning of your body. So, it, it mimics the exact galaxy that we are living in, we have a sun, a moon and 11 eternal organs essential organs, it's like 11 planets. So once we understood ourselves and how to govern ourselves, manage our character, Allah says then I may grant you to inherit this galaxy in which you will be given a power from My power oceans. If you can manage yourself and govern yourself, I make you to be from the managers of this galaxy, managers of this universe. They're awliyaullah who are managers of the universe. That they are such a high level Muhammadan haqqaiq that their soul touches everything in this creation because their high level reality of Muhammadun Rasulullah. There's nothing in this entire created creation, whether on heaven, earth, and above, that doesn't have the Muhammadan light controlling it. And if Prophet gives access to these awliya into the Muhammadan light they can reach everywhere at any time, breathe through it, see through it, speak through it. It's not something that can be understood and not something that can be limited. When Allah gives guidance in Holy Qur'an it's for the Muhammadan haqqaiq first, Allah doesn't care about the lesser. Allah only cares about the greatest understanding. Allahumma murk, man tasha, wa man tasha, man when Allah is saying that, it's not for me and you, it's not for some attorney down the street who became an attorney. Allah is talking to the entire created universe and telling the universe, whom I gave the creation and the mulk to, whom I gave authority and power to, who can say no? Like who are you creation, you have nothing in in any say in what I want to do. So when Allah says these verses, these are for all of eternity throughout creation, whom Allah gives the mulk and gives the authority, gives the kingdom, who can say no because there's no two. So, these are verses that are description of the Muhammadan authority – shayidallahu innahu La illa illa wa malaykatul Qa'imat bil qisq. That Allah bears witness on what He has given and the angels and the ulama who bil qisq. And those ulama of authority they bear witness to what Allah gave the Muhammadan sultanate of authority and powers so, – all these verses of Qur'an. These are not uh, dunya-verses, they're, they're beyond the understanding of Allah's created Universes. InshaAllah.
1: Uh, as salaamu alaykum precious Sayyidi
0: Walaykum uh, as salaam wa
1: What can someone do when they feel too much physical during meditation even though they're trying not to?
0: Trying… you're feeling too much physical? Yeah? You… you physical as in physical energy or you're, you're trying to be more subtle and energy-wise or? It depends, I don't know what that… what the, the, the understanding of the physical means. That when you meditate and try to connect to the energy, you're going to feel the energy, there, there's going to be all different levels of the meditation. Someone who may be doing it is, is struggling just to make the connection, to make the energy to come through, to, to go through the bad characteristics. Then there are times in which the tajalis come to clean, to burn, to, to have more haybah. Other times they may meditate and they be very subtle and feel like crying all the time. So, these are all the different tajalis that Allah want to dress upon the soul, try to always meditate and have a lot of tea or coffee so that you're not sleepy and always on an empty stomach so that you're not putting the focus upon digesting food, inshaAllah.
1: As salaamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh ya Sayyidi
0: Walaykum as wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
1: Can you please guide us on what to do when you feel helplessness and don't have confidence?
0: try to have helplessness and don't have confidence try to try to build your confidence and not to feel hopeless helpless hopeless means that the whole way of tafakkur is to resolve these issues that uh, hopeless if you're making your meditation and you're making your connection, you're trying to, to build the light and the love of Prophet you shouldn't feel hopeless because the hope is, is in the… is the najat is the salvation through this light and these practices builds a relationship in which a person shouldn't feel hopeless. And definitely not helpless because this light has immense amount of support with it so that they don't feel helpless, they feel connected to the shaykhs, they feel connected to this light and the love of Prophet But again they have to, you know, take care of everything. You have to take care of your mental state, you have to be in a good mental state. Tariqah does not operate with people who have mental issues. There's no spirituality when your mental state is not correct, you have to take your medicine, you have to be mentally solid because what… these three don't make sense if they're not balanced. At the same time you have to take care of your physical state, you have to be in good physical condition, exercise, be healthy, eat right and don't oppress yourself. And at the same time then you bring your spiritual practices and your spiritual state and not to be an oppressor to oneself without doing any spiritual practices and, and just you know eating and, and having brain and, and, and body. So the three have to be functioning together, there has to be spiritual practices in which you sit, you connect and you, you meditate to, to bring yourself to be balanced, that balance and working and functioning all of these healthiness is what allows the connection to take place. If you're not being healthy and you're lethargic, don't go out, don't work, don't do nothing, sit there and think, oh I'm going to have a connection. No, it doesn't work that way so we have to do all of them, we have to take care of ourselves, we have to do all of the requirements that the tariqah is asking for us and Mawlana Shaykh was very much against laziness, that he doesn't like people to take subsidies and just hand out money but to go and work. And as a result of working they sweat, they get out, there's so many other difficulties that come with a, a laziness because you don't get out, you don't get air, you don't go out and breathe, you don't see Allah's creation and then your mental condition will begin to deteriorate. If the mental condition deteriorates then what happens? You, you no longer can do the tariqah because the tariqah doesn't deal with any mental deficiency because these spiritual trainings with the mind that's not correct is a, is a bad combination because they start to hear and say whatever they want, they do whatever they're imagining. So, it has to be very balanced system so that inshaAllah Allah inspire us all to, to do more, to do better, to work hard, to, to get out, to breathe, to, to exercise, to take care of ourselves and to do our spiritual practices in a balanced way inshaAllah. Uh,
1: okay. As Salaamu uh, Sayyidi Walaykum As Salaam wa What to do when there's so much dunya? For example having to go to university and work for most of the day.
0: How to have that balance? Yeah, everything is all all the whole world isn't like that, it's not just university. Everyone working all day long in an office uh, 10 hours with people and busy places, that's the Khawwad al Anjaman, Naqshbandiya specializes. In that training that you have to train on how to, to balance your day, you have to have a good organizer time management on what you're going to do at what time so that you do your awrad throughout the day, you do your practices throughout the day. And when you get home you wash, eat, see the family and, and do a little bit of your, your meditation, do your salawats when you're with them and when everybody goes to sleep, spend a little bit of time in your time management that, this'll be the time in which I meditate and connect my heart. and. And that becomes the challenge is how to balance it with time management and then religiously stick to it so that I do it every day and that I become balanced. For if I oppress myself and not do spiritual practices then I become very dunya heavy, and then again become depressed because there's too much dunya, too much uh, stuff and it feels impossible to catch back up and to do my spiritual practices. So that requires an immense amount of discipline and time management inshaAllah.
1: Uh, As Salaamu Alaykum Shaykh
0: Walaykum As uh, Salaam wa
1: Can you please explain the benefits and the reality of the Naqshbandi khatim
0: Benefits and the reality of the Nashbandi khatma khawjikan <laughs> Yeah that's it. <laughs> then inshaAllah one other time but I think we've talked about that many times, the benefits are immense. It's, it's more important to talk about the Nashbandi shaykhs and the teachings, these are the teachings from the khawjikan masters. The zikr and its, it's haqqaiqs we have realities on, on what's happening in the zikr, that it's a journey into the heart and the soul of Sayyidina Muhammad From the time they begin the shahada and the seven-day istighfar the shaykhs are taking with their soul and moving into the soul and the reality of Sayyidina Muhammad وسلم. And each recitation has its dress and its representation as the journey is moving into the reality of that soul. When they're reciting their Surat al-Fatiha what they're being dressed with, when they recite Surat al-Inshirah what they're being dressed with and the movement into that reality of the Muhammadan soul all the way up until the zikr's of the La Allah illallah and the movement of the souls into that reality inshaAllah.
1: Uh, as Salaamu Alaykum Sayyidi Walaykum As Salaam wa Can we do the khatam daily? Is that considered as a daily awrad or do I need to do the awrad and then the khatam as an addition?
0: You need to get the app and do the daily awrad, it doesn't say anything about the khatam. The, 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 the khatam is once a week, Thursday. So the daily awrad and the etiquette to be done every day. It has it on the app and then to recite the madad and the connection and you don't have to do much more than that. And there's an etiquette for each of the namaz that at maqrib what to recite, at fajr what to recite. So try not to do more than what's been written by the shaykhs, it can cause different types of difficulties, inshaAllah. Assalamu Sayyidi Salaam wa, alaikum wa uh,
1: Can you speak about the importance of uh, the story of Sayyidina Yusuf?
0: That's in a different month <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's in the 12th month <laughs> that we just passed Sayyidina Yusuf on, on Zul Hajj. You can go through the videos on the hajj and the realities of hajj and the, the beautific character. Now we'll be going into the realities of the Ashab al-Kaf. So we talked about that tonight and, and Sayyidina Mahdi and his wazirs inshaAllah to be dressed by their presence, dressed by their lights and the seven Ashab al-Kaf. That's why the Naqshbandiya has the taweez. For the Ashab al-Kaf that Shaykh Nazim gave as an inheritance to the tariqah, how these great awliya left all of these tools for us that we have the taweez of Ashab al-Kaf. Where we go in other places they say, oh we don't know how many Ashab al-Kaf there are, well you don't know how many there are but we know how many there are. So we have Ashab al-Kaf – Yamlika, Maqsalina, Madlina, Marnoosh, Dabarnoosh, Zazanush, Kafartatush, and Gatmir. And two of them are jinn that are still alive now, training Naqshbandiya shaykhs for what's coming onto this earth. So, alhamdulillah, when you put and display the taweebs you're displaying a tremendous haybah and protection. That what Allah and what we just described of the inheritors of the holy face and the inheritors of these tajallis when we display these in our home they are known by the, the believing jinn, mu'min jinn, they know these names, they know the haybah, the light and the dress with them and the nefarious ones are scared of that and scared of the tajallis that come with it and and what it represents and why is it in that home. So, these are these are all immense tools based on faith. To some people it looks like a piece of plastic because it's a laminated card, but to others they don't understand why there's fire coming out of that. And, and that's the one that you need, so that's why we do until one day we understand. The tariqah we said before, you can take an uh, Imam's book, Imam Shafiq's book and study for 30 years and your prayers in those 30 years will be just horrible because you will have made all the mistakes you can imagine. Or you follow a shaykh and everything he does you just follow it and before you know it after five years you're completely doing the madhab exactly the way it's supposed to be done. So by, by istibah and by following we gain all of these realities but by investigation with our mind it take you lifetime. So when we follow awliyaullah they have all of these recitations, all these du'as, all these sunnas. everything has immense secrets in it and all of the, the ta'weezes and the gifts that Prophet has given to them of their writings and what they left as an inheritance for their children. Which are their students. They left these like treasures. Some didn't understand what the treasure was and they said, I don't know what this is and they left it. And others, alhamdulillah, they're inspired that these are immense treasures. Take them, display them and put them everywhere. A day will come where well maybe you'll understand what's coming out from that, what's the reality of that, what are these names that when you have the name, I said two of those names, Marnoosh is a jinn that's still alive now. The immense power in the days of Sayyidina Mahdi Salam and what he's going to be helping of people to survive of what's coming upon this earth. Kafartush also, so these names when you have them in your home you don't know them but they know who they are and others know who they are. So when you have these names in the home, you have these taweezes in the home, they have an immense blessing. Again, these are like, Ya ayyuhal amanu, amanu. People may come and say, what is this? Why you don't just take Pfizer? (laughs) That's a different belief. So the put the ta'weez in your home is a different belief. So these are the the tools that Allah gave to us and this is our belief and we proudly display them everywhere. We have them in our pocket, we have them in our car, we have them in our home. Your car should be like a maqam – your body's in it and every shaitan is trying to kill you from outside. If you think you're safe in a car. Mm, not a, not so, I was in a car in an event and we went somewhere and Mawlana Shaykh told Mawlana Shaykh that, put him in this car and I went in that car and that night when we were going home the car that we were supposed to be in we were driving on a highway, from the other side a drunk driving car started to cross the lane, it was these two-lane highways in New York. A drunk driving car came from across the lane like a guided missile, pow and hit that car that we were supposed to be in but Mawlana Shaykh moved us into a different car. And you know shaitan plans, Allah plans better and at any moment send uh, one of his drunk servants to do something. So everything in our life is based on that because we live and die by that. Then who follow us, alhamdulillah they don't have to know, they don't need a proof because by the time your car is smashed and you call to get a proof from us it's too late. But we lived by it, we put it all around, make your car your maqam, your house your maqam, everything is your cave and sanctity. When you walk into it you're asking Allah to seal it. When you sit in your car it has to have all of these these identifying elements for your protection because you don't know how shaitan comes. Sometimes shaitan attacks with a direct attack, most likely it's through a ricochet through something else because of his feared direct attack. So means all of these difficulties (coughs) face a believer. So when you find a believer who really believes then you try to imitate them in everything that they do and everything that they say and everything that they're doing for their life, for their own life we try to copy it. So inshaAllah Allah guide us and protect us through these uh, immense days of difficulty and uh, alhamdulillah for these question and answers are a great help to many people. These are knowledges that would come out that may, maybe would not have come out through a talk. So, everybody gets to benefit from hearing these realities and writing these realities and maybe their rizq will improve and difficulties will be taken away and, and one time they will treasure the reality as, these are Muhammadan jewels that are coming. If you allow the jewel to come and hit the floor then you can see that Allah is not going to be happy with you. Because everything that being said is from the heart of Prophet and the of the Muhammadan haqqaiqs. So when these jewels come and they are coming in all of these different directions then we… it's our responsibility as caretakers of this reality to take these… these treasures and safeguard them, write them, put them and then that becomes like your wallet. You know now they have a digital wallet. Somebody sends you a bunch of digital garbage codes and then they give you a garbage digital wallet and they say, put all those codes on this wallet and you'll have lots of money, right? Because those codes may have Bitcoin digits on them. What is that? But because it has some resemblance of dunya, people oh I got a digital wallet, I got this, I got this. But the digital wallet for Allah And the real wealth for Allah is that these knowledges that we've described all our life how much Allah loves Sayyidina Muhammad And when He allows this knowledge to come out and to move through an audience and then Allah is watching the audience and saying, they don't even care, you're talking about the realities of my my Habib, the one whom I love and made all the creation for. And the knowledge just came, went and fell onto the floor because not they remembered it, not they wrote it, nothing. It just came and went and some people say, no I'm memorizing it and they pretend like their memory is like a photo memory that they're memorizing, oh but when they repeat something back to you it's the scariest thing you've ever heard because they heard two words from you and twenty from their nafs and that is the most dangerous knowledge and then they want to go and type that and put that onto the internet because that's not verbatim, that's not what the shaykh said, that's not to, was So, all the lives we wrote, we wrote, we wrote. Those books that were written they became my digital wallet, they became the source of all my wealth in Allah's Divinely presence, they became the source of all realities burned onto the heart of the believer by virtue of my fingers moving and as I'm moving it was burning into the heart. And as a result of that, that was the wealth that Allah gave to the soul. So this is a way of tashrif and ihtiram and love for the presence of Sayyidina Muhammad and that we're asking Prophet that, let me to inherit these knowledges. Let me to be an inheritor for these realities, let me to be one whom safeguards your treasures. Not everybody just wants to have a vision, but what, what is the purpose of a vision if we're not inheriting the uloom and the knowledges of all realities that last for all eternity. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifoon, wa salaamun ala mursaleen, walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, wa hurmati Muhammad al-Mustafa.